place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspot's Comics Town comic book fans welcome to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 169 where i do a whole lot of strongly recommending but only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out this last wednesday august 8th and this particular podcast fights a never-ending battle for truth justice and the american way i am your friendly neighborhood host chris latori i sincerely hope that you and yours are happy and healthy that's very important Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I know your time is precious, so seriously, thank you for your time. Please hit the subscribe button on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, and please check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed, and follow us, if you will, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all with one very easy-to-find name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right, Sunspots Comics. That's us. So let's start off with some thank yous. Of course, first, thank you to our sponsor, Pop Up Tea, over at popuptea.com. If you love a super giant selection, I mean super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts, then you're going to love popuptea.com. They have everything your nerdy heart can imagine. Go to popuptea.com and use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff. That's right. So thank you to popuptea.com. Also, thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for making our SUNSPOTS COMICS theme song and singing it. Please follow him. He's a solo singer and the lead singer of, and guitarist, actually, of his band called Solution. Please check out his solo stuff on Facebook.com slash PopDs and his band Solution stuff on Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love reggae music, feel good music, rock, ska, and you love it just all put in a bowl together, uh, infused into some awesomeness, you're going to love Nick Papa George's music and his band Solution. So please check them out. And thank you again, Nick. Your voice pipes are wonderful. Now let's leap right into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 169. Starting out with some stuff that's been floating around up inside of my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged ever so deeply in my nerdal frontal lobes is the recent announcement that Ruby Rose has been cast as Batwoman. That's right. The upcoming CW four-way crossover. I hope that is actually four episodes, but anyway... The four-way crossover of the Arrowverse that should be hitting the small screen in December sometime. There's no official announcement yet, but I think it's a perfect casting for Ruby Rose. I mean, she has the right kind of mean face, uh, the right kind of physicality. If you check her out in John Wick 2, you'll see what I'm talking about. But I'm just overall just really super excited to see the character Batwoman, Kate Kane, on the screen of any sort. I'm just, I've been a Batwoman fan forever. I mean, she was created back in 1956 and then killed, sort of, in the 1988, um, the the infinite, the crisis on infinite Earth. That's right. And then I remember in 2006, she was brought back from Greg Rucka, who I love Greg Rucka's writing, making her Bruce Wayne's cousin. That was a sort of change from the original character, and also making her the first openly gay DC Comics hero, and headlined in her own comic book title back in 2006. I loved it. I've read all of it. 
uh, one of my favorite artists of all times, uh, J.H. Williams III, did Batwoman. Phenomenal. Go back and look at that. But I really hope that the CW really captures her visually. I mean, she's very striking. The Batwoman suit, it's amazing. It's got this black, black sort of all-black tunic, but then these bl- this blood-red cape and boots and belt. I just really hope they capture the visual of it. And more importantly, I really hope they capture the true essence of the 2006 Greg Rucka version of Batwoman, because I know that's what they're going with, not like the original 1956 or in 1988 before she quote-unquote died from Infinite Crisis on Earth, whatever it was called. Um, But CW, folks, if you're listening, it doesn't need any TV tweaking. It really doesn't. Um, She's just a great, complex character. She has an interesting military background, a very complicated relationship with her very military dad, Uh, even relationship issues, as, you know, all supers tend to have. But there's just plenty already there to go on, CW. So stick to the source material is what I hope they do. And um, But I will be tuning in either way, it doesn't matter, to the four-part CW crossover with Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, no Black Lightning for some reason, <laughs> and, the, uh, and the newest edition of the CD, CW-verse, Berlanti-verse, Batwoman. So I hope it all goes well. If it does, we're more than likely going to see her very own CW show sometime in 2019. Again, they haven't uh, officially announced it's going to be a show yet, so Batfingers, Batcrossed. All the bat way. <laughs> and the next thing bouncing around inside of my near, my weird nerd brain is Voltron Season 7. It's now available on Netflix. Yes, all 13, 13 episodes are ready to go, ready to be binged. Each episode, it's only about 19 minutes each, which is nice if you take out the intro and outro. So we're talking easy breezy 19 minutes per episode. I highly recommend this animated series. I've been absolutely loving it. If you love the idea of five robot lions combining into a giant robot that defends the earth, then you're going to love Voltron for just that and like so much more. It seems that every season just gets better and better, which is insanely hard to do. You don't really find that that sort of getting better as season goes along uh, very often in animated shows or any TV show for that matter. So hats off to everyone involved in the Netflix series Voltron. Uh, it's just super fun. It's action-packed and it has it has heart and these tender family moments, which I absolutely love. It's just got it all. So please, uh, highest recommendation. I strongly recommend you try out Voltron Legendary Defender on Netflix now. That's right, right now. Another thing that's lodged up inside of my nerdy brain real good is Deadpool 2 is available for digital download now. Yeah, it became available a few days ago. I think it was Tuesday. But anyway, um, you could also just wait till August 23rd if you want an actual tangible copy of of Deadpool 2 on the Blu-ray, 4K, etc. But I went ahead and bought the $20 digital version on Apple now instead of waiting because in the past you used to get more extra features on the 4k blu-ray editions tangible movie editions and lately that's not the case which which uh, you know hats off to the people in the digital realm they know it's a it's a growing thing uh has been for a long time so now of course you won't get the extra physical goodies that accompany deadpool 2's uh 4k blu-ray digital combo like uh, in at, at the at Target, they're selling a not for children's mini book with it, which I just want to see what that is like. Not for children's mini book, but that's a Target exclusive. Um, also, the Deadpool two 
Uh, you have to see the Bob Ross mini pop keychain that comes with the Walmart edition. That's very cool, although it's Blu-ray only, not 4K, but it's cool little mini pop toy uh, with Deadpool as Bob Ross and the, the uh, afro and everything. It's hilarious. Um, or, of course, the Best Buy has the steel the steel book version, if you're into collecting those. But, uh, but otherwise, you do get every other bonus feature, like the 15 minutes that are extended to make this unrated Super Duper Edition, which I can't wait to see it. I haven't actually seen it yet. Uh, there's tons of deleted scenes. There's gag reels. I, I'm a sucker for gag reels. I absolutely love them. Just watching people laugh hysterically and realistically is just, I love it whenever movies offer that. Um, there's a huge audio commentary with Ryan Reynolds and the entire cast, which, by the way, I have to mention, in Deadpool 1, that commentary with Ryan Reynolds was fantastic. Go watch that. It's it's absolutely worth it. I don't listen to a lot of commentaries, but I'm so glad I listened to the Deadpool 1 one with Ryan Reynolds. Go check that out. But anyway, I haven't watched any of this, but it's just on my brain. I can't wait. I've already bought it. It's sitting there on my Apple account, just ready to go. Um, so many Deadpool 2 goodies. And uh, I'll be talking about it, I'm sure, more in a future podcast when I look at all the extra features. But I highly recommend, of course, you get Deadpool 2 now. Uh, and if you want to just get it now or you want to wait till August 23rd to have the tangible copy with maybe one of those cool special little goodies. But have a gaggle of laughs. That is Deadpool 2. It just comes so highly recommended for me here, Chris, at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. So go check it out immediately. And the last thing that's floating around up inside my nerd brain is I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's just truly a dream come true. I've been wanting to make my own comic book my way since I was a kid. And I'm doing the writing and the lettering on Zombie Destroyers. But please follow the Zombie Destroyers team. We have artist on issue number one, Jordan Hudson. He's at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And Juan Mora, who does the Zombie Destroyers art from issue number two, he's at Young Minded Giant. And don't forget our colorist, Caroline Nolasco. She's at Carol N, letter N is a Nancy, art. Thank you all on the Zombie Destroyers team for really helping my dream of making a comic book an absolute reality. So thank you, and I can't wait to get Zombie Destroyers out there to you, the listener, so you can buy it and see my vision. But if you want to see what it actually looks like and see what Zombie Destroyers is all about, go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. I just updated the page and added three colored sample pages. Yes, from lovely coloring from Caroline Nolasco. So check it out. Please go look at Zombie Destroyers on my website, sunspotscomics.com, and click on Zombie Destroyers. Now for a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. I'm going to have Michael Lark on a future podcast. I'm so excited about this. I love his super realistic, very gritty art style. And he has a huge comic book art resume. He's drawn Spider-Man, Daredevil, Batman, just to name a few. And since 2013, he is the artist on Lazarus from Image Comics. And he's been doing Lazarus since issue number one. And Greg Rucka is writing it, the amazing Greg Greg Rucka. And uh, Lazarus, by the way, has been a Sunspots Comics top comic book pick of the week, along with art winner and cover art winner. So it's that good. Check out Lazarus. And I'm just super excited to get him, Michael Lark, on a future podcast so I can ask him just some of the tons of questions I've set, set up for him. But um, it's coming soon. Stay tuned for a Michael Lark of Lazarus coming to the Sunspots Comics podcast very soon. And thank you again, Kelly, to Zeus Comics in Dallas, Texas for getting the two of us together. So if you're in Dallas, Texas, go check out Zeus Comics and say hello to Kelly. 
On also on our Sunspots Comics issue number 159, I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this heartwarming comic about her grandfather. It's called Aja, spelled A-J-A. Please check that out on Sunspots Comics Podcast 159. And the last spotlighting interview I'll mention, which I'm very proud of, it's the interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. It's on the podcast feed. He is an artist of a comic book I loved called Vinegar Teeth through Dark Horse. All four issues are available now. His art is beautifully odd and weird and wicked. I absolutely love it. He also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. You got to check it out. Uh, we talk about that and much more. Please go check out again our spotlighting podcast on our huge Sunspots Comics podcast feed. So, But ultimately, there are a bunch of spotlighting interviews with some great guests. Thank you to all of you on the feed. We want to help support struggling comic book creators. So if you work in comics or you're trying to break into comic books like me and you would like to have a nice little fun nerdy conversation right here on our future Sunspots Comics podcast on our spotlighting segment, just send me a message and send me a review copy of your work to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. So I appreciate that. That's spotlighting. I'm very proud of it. But now on to the main course, the centerpiece, the prime cut, the sweet spot, the meat and potatoes of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, which I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, August 8th. And of course... Super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, don't worry. I actually work very, very hard to just inspire you to read these comic books without spoiling them. I do not spoil them here. I talk about a few things, but that's it. I never discuss the very last page or pages of a comic, and I only cover some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also, to see everything I'm reading, all of my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on pull list, and you'll see the just updated 120 titles that I'm currently reading. That's right. I update it every single week. Also, click on top comic books of the week to see all of the past top comic book picks. They are all there cataloged so simply for you. Just go in there and clickety-clackety. But I update it, simplify, and compact Sunspots Comics every single week, so I'm super proud of it. Please go check it out again. It's sunspotscomics.com. Thank you. Now, let me also introduce this week's artist winner and cover artist's winners of the week. Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best of the comic book art that came out this week. So it's just, of course, subjective. It's what I find makes my eyeballs most happiest when I look at them. So here we go. This week's artist winner is Giuseppe Camincoli for Darth Vader issue number 19 from from Marvel Comics. This particular issue is definitely some of the best art from Giuseppe Camincoli that he's ever done, honestly. He's in the sweet spot here. He he not, nailed it out of the park, absolutely. It's really because of the, the plethora of different emotions that he had to draw in Darth Vader issue number 19. He One thing he really had to do was sell this family's kind of anguish, fear, anger, sadness as the murderer Darth Vader comes into their lives. And that was not easy to do. You'll see what I'm saying when you put your eyes on this. He goes from a very like peaceful look of a baby that you just it just can't get any more solemn and adorable than that to the absolute desperation on the pam- family's faces, the parents' faces when they try to stay alive from Darth Vader's attack. I mean, it's just such a wide variety of emotions that he has to draw and pull off and make you believe in them, which you absolutely do if you read this comic. Uh, maybe my favorite panel of his of Giuseppe Camincoli's art 
is the father when he has this proud look on his face just after his wife gives birth to his like son and uh it's just it, it'll make you weep he just has this proud solemn look on his face and it's just gorgeous and giuseppe kevin coley just nailed it but i feel um also giuseppe kevin coley i think went to a very real place inside of him to harness the art in that amazing moment i i don't know if he has kids or whatever the situation is but it just feels like it came from a very real place inside of giuseppe kevin coley it's just it's lovely you have to look at it but uh the art by Giuseppe Camincoli on Darth Vader issue number 19 was the was just top-notch and easily our artist winner of the week. So get it and look at it. You'll love it. And this week's cover artist winner is Greg Smallwood for Sword Daughter issue number three. Follow him, by the way, on Savage Smallwood on everything, by the way. Um, you know, he when I one day can afford original art it's going to be greg smallwood art uh, he is just one of my favorite artists of all time he's just amazing uh, he's by the way a multiple sunspots comics artist and cover artist winner of the week many times so greg smallwood for his stuff on moon Knight, by the way was amazing and uh vampironica go look at those two things and you'll know what i'm talking about but he has this sandy, soft-edged paint style that really has become his staple style. It's When I see it, I know it's Greg Smallwood. There's not a lot of people that even go close to touching that kind of look and feel and touch that he has. It's simple, yet super realistic. He also just excels in symmetrical layouts. So he has my heart there because I love that feeling of symmetry on comic book pages. Um, it's just really though all about that soft edging on every single line that makes everything have kind of a dusty or slightly kind of fog look to things and it just adds to the sort of realness of the panel. Um, if you look at Sword Daughter issue number three, the cover, uh, Elspeth, the main character there, the little girl who's standing behind this, this stone pillar. Uh, look at her eyes there on Sword Daughter, Daughter issue number three. They're so realistic, so simply done, just a few lines, but they also even carry a little story in those eyes at the same time. You can see it. It's just such great emotion on the face. I mean, Greg Smallwood's amazing. Thank you, Greg Smallwood, for your amazing cover art on Sword Daughter issue number three. You are easily the Sunspots Comics cover art winner of the week. Thank you, Greg Smallwood. It's such, such lovely stuff. And the breakdown. I actually read uh, 20 comics this week. Yes, it was a big-ass week of comics, folks. <laughs> and only five of, five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's difficult to make the top comic book pick list. So it's got to be great. And uh, otherwise, I won't tell you about it. And three new number ones this week. And of the new number ones, only one of them made it to the great pick list. So please listen especially close to that new number one recommendation, which I will announce shortly. So here we go. Here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out. That's right. The brand new comics for new comic book day, August 8th. I recommend you go buy these at your local comic book shop today. Yes, go there. Go get them. But anyway, here we go. There were five comic books that made the great list this week. So here we go. Coming in at number five is 
Hot Lunch Special issue number one. That's right. It's the only new number one that made the countdown this week. So listen carefully to this one. Make sure you write it down. Go get this immediately. This is from Aftershock Comics. This is from writer Elliot Rahal. And this is beautiful art. Very gritty. Very realistic. From Jorge Fornes. So you got to check it out. It's just gorgeous. Very gritty. Very dark. But very realistic. I love that. It's perfectly fitting for this kind of story. But... I love gangster movies. I love stories about the mafia and or- organized crime syndicates. Uh, if you love that, you're going to get a big old sandwich of that with the hot lunch special right here. I'm telling you, it's just a mafia extravaganza. Um, getting to talk with writer Elliot Rahal just a, a little bit from some of the meetings with Aftershock Comics, I can tell you this is a very personal story from the writer Elliot Rahal here. Very personal, very real to him. Uh, the art, again, Jorge Fornes, it's just it's just so gritty and realistic. It just pairs perfectly. Elliot is weaving this wonderful, rich historical tapestry for the Corey family, this organized crime family. And organized crime is definitely the centerpiece of this. But at the same time, like at its heart, it's very much about this very real-feeling family that Elliot Rahal has, has, has designed here. Um, which is very hard to pull off in comic books. <laughs> so hats off to you. Um, and oh, amazing cliffhanger at the end, guys. Enough to make you go, I got to see what happens in the second issue. You got to give this a shot. If you love mob stories that are centered around a very likable, realistic kind of family setting, you're going to love Hot Lunch Special. I did. So definitely check it out from Aftershock Comics. Hot Lunch Special, issue number one. And coming in at number four is uh, Farmhand, issue number two. This is uh, from Image Comics, from Rob Guillory. And he is the uh, artist that did Chew for all those years, so I absolutely love his art. Very cartoony style, very hilarious. He throws in these sort of, these little gags in the background, written very small on various things, like on the wall and on, uh, just signs. You have to, you have to slow down when you're looking at the art, this lovely, fun, colorful, cartoony style art, and look at the background of things and anything that's a sign because there's gags in there and uh, they pack a great punch. It's good stuff. But this issue starts out with this adorable growing up sequence that I really enjoyed of our main character, Ezekiel. It's just a ton of fun and adorable. It goes from baby to grown person. But this issue really focuses on establishing the city where Ezekiel lives which is, I guess, next to where the Ezekiel's uh, father's farm is that grows human body parts. That's kind of the gist of farmland. Um, so it kind of explains that the, the city where Ezekiel lives in is definitely part of this odd story. So I like that it's incorporating that. It's opening it up. It's showing you a little grander, a little bigger picture. So we get to see something, some interesting town folk developed here. I really think it just adds the scale of the story. I love it. Um, how could a town be so close to the farm that grows body parts, like not be affected in some way? So makes sense to me. I'm loving that Rob is sprinkling in chew Easter eggs, by the way, because like I just want it to live on, but chew is over. Uh, like these chew hats in this cute online hat store that his wife May runs. Adorable. He sprinkles in some chew stuff there. You got to see it. Maybe my favorite sequence that I absolutely love is when Ezekiel is on a bunch of job interviews trying to be a cartoonist or a comic book artist. It's just hilarious. This feels very true, like a very personal moment uh, for Rob Guillory when that he maybe went through in his life that he actually lived. And I love that. It feels like it comes from a very real place from inside of Rob. But I love that the scope is bigger. We get a bunch of interesting, funny characters. So I'm loving where this is going. Farmhand, absolutely get it. It's 
It's edgy, it's fun, it's cartoony, it's just a great, great time. Thank you, Rob Gilroy. It's been just amazing. Check that out right now, Farmland. And here we go now, into the top three of the pick list. Here are the big three. Coming in at number three is the Amazing Spider-Man issue number three. This is, of course, from Marvel Comics. This is from Nick Spencer on writing and Ryan Otley on art. One of my favorite artists of all time. He did Invincible for years, forever. But uh, after a very upsetting, unrelated opening sequence of a hunter killing an elephant... That's what you get right at the bat here. You're like, what? It gets you kind of get me kind of angry. Uh, we we jump right into the fun premise of things. The gist um, is that there's been a device that has sort of split Spider-Man into two parts. There is just a Spider-Man and a Peter Parker, not kind of a clone, but whereas sort of the aspects or personality or char- characteristics of Spider-Man is split into its own, and Peter Parker has is split into his own. That's powerless. Maybe even his memory is a bit Swiss cheese. And so I like that. It's a fun premise. It's it's odd. It's uh, I, The art is spectacular <laughs> or amazing by uh, Ryan Otley here. Um, I just like the mysterious part of that plot. Like we don't know where that's going, uh, how the two parts will actually work out like on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, who gets to be with MJ because they're kind of back together and... That kind of thing, but I, I just sort of like the logistics of how the how his life is going to f- fall into place with being sort of split or cloned. It reminds me of that Michael Keaton movie where he just cloned himself and got a bunch of stuff done, and but then chaos ensues. So you know that's probably what's gonna happen here. Um, I'm enjoying the very complicated relationship with Doc Connors, the lizard. He's kind of a college professor, and everyone just kind of has accepted that. I mean, hasn't he murdered people on a grand scale? But hey, don't worry about that. Forget it's it's not important. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he doesn't know of, of, of Peter's split with Spidey. So I like, I want to see how that turns out. Um, oh, and I laughed out loud when, when Spidey talks about nostalgia, how it is today with how everything is kind of nostalgia driven. And they mention Arrested Development, a television show that I love by the way. So it's just very cool. It's like Spidey's talking to me because I love Arrested Development and I, I think about nostalgia all the time and how it affects, uh, my, my money spending, so very cool kind of a nod to to me, to how something personal <laughs> affects my life and things I'm thinking about. But um, lots of fun action is what you're going to get in Amazing Spider-Man. There's this cool scene with this Tri-Sentinel, so you got to check that out. Very cool action-packed. Spider-Man's just leaping off the page with Ryan Otley's lovely art, cartoony-style coloring. I just love it. Just feels like Invincible. Heck, the, Peter Parker looks like the main character in Invincible. But anyway... Um, it just feels fresh. It feels fun, as it should be. If you like the old webhead, give this a chance. You will enjoy the Amazing Spider-Man. You unplug your continuity hat, folks, but just watch it. It's look at it. It's a great time. Amazing Spider-Man. Been the top pick of the week since uh, Nick Spencer took over, and when Dan Slott was doing it for years, lots of top picks of the week sprinkled in there with the Amazing Spider-Man. It's been really good, really great for a long time. It's just amazing that they're keeping it up this long. But coming in at number two is Sword Daughter, issue number three. This is, uh, of course, the Sunspots Comics cover art winner of the week with Greg Smallwood. And this is written by Brian Wood. And the interior art is by Mac Chatter. Fantastic, realistic, gritty, colored in this kind of washed out, colory way from Jose Villaruba. But I am absolutely loving it. Beautiful, beautiful cover from Greg Smallwood, which you got to look at, which has Elspeth... 
uh, and her father kind of standing behind her as they're standing near these sort of stone, like a kind of, I don't know, kind of rock stone temple-y looking area, but it's gorgeous. You got to see this, but um, this takes place in Europe in the brutal Viking age around 991 AD. So Elspeth and her very estranged father, who as a child, she actually protected her father when he was in a 10-year coma. I still want to know how that works with like a three-year-old watching her dad until she was about 13. How she managed to keep him alive. I think there needs to be a prequel comic of this, you know, before the sore daughter or something like that. But anyway, um, <laughs> so they finally reached the camp of the 40 swords. And the 40 swords, I think, are just going to kill the both of them. <laughs> but who knows? Um, but the 40 swords are these evil marauders that killed her mother and her and his entire village. And my favorite sequence is when we get this very realistic sword fight. That's It's really just a workshop of proper physics in a comic book. You gotta see it. From how they swing to how they dodge and parry and thrust, it all just feels and looks so very physically real. Um, and finally, we get to see the kind of from where and when Elspeth is actually telling us this story. So it was doing this sort of thing where She's narrating from a, you can know, from a different time. Because she hardly speaks as a child. She kind of speaks in sound effects is the best way I think it's done from the sound bubbles. Like when she wants to describe a sword, I think she just goes, shing, or shing, something like that. But um, <laughs> uh, who knows. But uh, finally, um, we get to kind of see that. And it really brings the two timelines together and separates them clearly without giving you too, too many spoilery things. But it's very nicely written out, and it lays out and makes sense, and you're kind of like these aha moments happen there as you as the timelines converge. But um, this has absolutely been a compelling tale of revenge mixed with this complex father-daughter relationship. Actually, three all three issues have been a top pick of the week uh, for of, of right here in the Sunspots Comics podcast. So, Sword Daughter, check it out. It's phenomenal. Absolutely so great. Check it out. It's from Dark Horse Comics, by the way. So check out Sword Daughter. But here we go now, on to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The Great One, the Champion, the Top Dog, the Supreme Leader, the Big Kahuna, the Infinity Gauntlet, the Numero Uno. <laughs> I don't know, I just love all that. But anyway, uh, it is our uh, number one pick of the week is Darth Vader, issue number 19. <sighs> anyway, it's a, uh, by the way, Darth Vader is a five-time top comic book pick of the week that's right five time i was looking back into the archives here and uh it is also our sunspots comics artist winner of the week with giuseppe camincoli and this is written by charles soul and uh it's just uh, amazing art for giuseppe camincoli i can't uh, gush over it enough it's just glorious you got to see it but uh if you are one of those star wars fans that say we've never really seen darth vader as an absolute evil badass well, Darth Vader issue number 19 will make you think otherwise. Yes, it's another one of those examples like the scene in Rogue One at the very end. Go look at that if you haven't already. Come on. Um, but as far as the Star Wars canon goes, this must take place sometime after the Rebels animated series. Because the story has a lot to do with the Inquisitors. Which, uh, man, I dig those characters. I hope we get to see them like in the modern Star Wars verse. Oh, I just love it. They're just They're these sort of... Dark Force Sith-wielding librarians, ultimately, that are henchmen to the Emperor and Darth Vader. So, a really cool designed characters. The look of them, 
They all have a kind of just cool black layout and crazy hoods, just kind of extensions of Darth Vader. I love the way they look. With some very interesting lightsabers that sort of spin on a hilt that are double blades, like Darth Maul's, but on a on a sort of center-bladed hilt that just that goes like a helicopter. It's crazy. But anyway, uh, Darth Vader found out where Eeth Koth is. And Eeth was a member of the Jedi Council. Uh, so that's a big find for Darth Vader. And, uh, he, you know, consider it find. But right at the moment, Eeth and his wife Mira are just gave birth to their Force-sensitive child. And Darth Vader is there to just take the baby away. Yes. So I there is a heightened level of tension here. I love the tension here. The stakes are high. You get a fantastic lightsaber duel as as Eeth is telling his wife, run for your life. And Mira is trying to run with her brand new newborn like she just had a baby, like her her body is destroyed and she has to just run at top speed from the Inquisitors. Like there is just, it's such an action-packed, tense scene here. It's like jaw-dropping that this is really happening. You're like, Darth Vader is trying to murder them and steal their baby and he has the Inquisitors with them. So they're, they're running and... You know, she, Mira's running with her baby, and the Inquisitors are hot on her tail. And uh, there's there's like three Inquisitors and one lady that just gave birth to a baby. So it's just intense. It's action-packed. It's just steeped in tension. And, uh, man, that's really all I can tell you. I, I don't want to spoil the end. It's a humongous sort of cliffhangery end uh, involving the Inquisitors kind of sitting around and something happens. But, um... Man, I mean, will Mira and her baby escape the evil clutches of the Inquisitors? Is Darth Vader going to destroy Eeth, uh, Koth, or is he going to make it? I mean, we know by canon sense, uh, more than likely not, if you follow any Star Wars. But you got to read this. you got to find out. you got to see what happens on the last few pages. This absolutely had me with my jaw dropping from panel one to the very end. It was just action. It was Darth Vader as an ultimate badass, and he's just unrelenting, and just cold, and diabolical, and you have to check out Darth Vader issue number 19. So, it's a great jump-in part right right now, too, a jump-in, kind of starting a new arc on issue number 19, uh, dealing with this Eeth Koth, and his wife Mira, and the Inquisitors. So, lovely, lovely stuff, it just... Took my breath away, It my jaw dropped a few times, it was a quick and easy read, not a ton of dialogue, lots of action, just fun Star Wars with Darth Vader as an evil, man, you gotta check it out. But anyway, that's our number one pick of the week, Darth Vader, issue number 19. It's, like I said, five time top comic book pick of the week in the last three years. Five time, this is the fifth time, fantastic. But there you go, that's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 169. I hope you liked it, I hope you had a good time, hope you had a chuckle or two. Let me lock the vault door. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day, August 8th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these immediately. Tell them Chris from the Sunspots Comics Podcast, the guy that works over at Aftershock Comics, I sent you to them. They'll look at you weird, but who cares? If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, please email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. I would love your feedback. Give me some feedback. Also, would you like some free comic books? All you have to do is just go back to the first few minutes of this podcast and listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts to get some. There are still some unclaimed Marvel digital comic book codes in past podcasts. So all you got to do is 
is listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts, grab the Marvel Digital Code, then go to marvel.com slash redeem to see if you won. That's all you got to do. It's easy as that. There are still a bunch there that are really great and still available, so good luck and go get them. And please sign up for our email newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And oh, by the way, go over to cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these sweet augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You just have to use this HP Reveal app and your smartphone, and you'll make the Cryptid Zoo t-shirts come to life. It's crazy cool. You got to see it. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you will get 25% off of your Cryptid Zoo order. That's right. Just go over to cryptidzoo.com. And please tune in next week for issue number 170 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I'm going to be reading a list of 15 new comic books for August 15th, New Comic Book Day Wednesday, with three new number ones that are coming out. So hopefully they'll be great, so I can recommend them to you on next week's podcast. And please, give a little back, help us out here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Go over to the iTunes, give us some positive words and a five-star review. I'll even read your review on a future podcast. I'll give you a shout-out. I'll even personally thank you by mailing you a small comic book prize pack of comics and toys and stuff delivered right to your door. It's just a personal thank you for me, for you taking your time to go over to iTunes and giving us a five-star positive-worded review. We appreciate it. And please subscribe, listen in, Tell a nerdy loved one to check us out here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. But really, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, I know you've got a lot to pick from as far as podcasts go. Your time is very limited, so really thank you very much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love, and then go read some comic books, and then bring those two things together. Yes, worlds collide. Read some comic books with the ones you love. Stay nerdy, and be water. Be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Comics Down.